Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And I'll also want your opinions on the back of this chat that I'm about to have with Dan Walsh from the Sydney Morning Herald about the situation of the players versus headquarters and the possibility of a player boycott at the season launch, everything else that's going on because they're starting to make some rumbles around the fact they don't like the situation they're in and they're taking it up to NRL headquarters by stepping away from media commitments with their own website. So let's hook into this a little bit deeper. Dan is on the line. Good morning to you, Dan, and thanks for your time this morning. Can you give us a snapshot of where we're at at the moment in this tit-for-tat debate? Uh, so obviously the... Uh you know, the CBA talks have stalled, stalled and stalled again over the course of more than 12 months now. And, yeah, the players, with the backing of the Players Association, of course, have, uh, yeah, taken their next step as what they see fit. And they've basically said, uh, as of yesterday, that they won't be engaging with anyone to do with the NRL until something gets sorted at the negotiation, negotiation table. So... From a media perspective, that means that uh, it was a. I'm told it was all played out quite politely and cordially yesterday. But you had an NRL team turn up to Cronulla yesterday morning, and Wade Graham telling them that uh, no, as employees of the NRL, we won't be working with you uh, today because uh, yeah, we're trying to get something done with your employers, and we don't like the way they're going about it. So. It's escalated a little bit. Um, the idea is that it doesn't impact fans, which is why the, the Players Association has always said, you know, we haven't uh, boycotted Origin or Finals or anything like that. We didn't pick up a stink last year during games. But they see this as a way of getting their message through to the NRL rather than hitting the actual fans during trials or games or whatever comes next. So you pointed out what happened at the Sharks. We also know what happened at the Dragons. The Storm and the Panthers have already said that they won't be doing their media requests today. And when we say media, as you point out, this is the NRL.com media. So it's from within the NRL. But I reckon the word that you just said there, Dan, is, is key to all this, the escalation of it. So this is a slight escalation in this battle which therefore means that there should be more to come. So how, how does this end? <laughs> Matty, <laughs> hopefully soon is the answer, and hopefully with a CBA. Uh, all parties are, you know, personally sick of talking about it and writing about it, but uh, the, 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 the players have got... Uh, it's not to do... And I guess the key to put, it, put across here is it's not about pay. The salary cap that is there, the players, they're all right with that figure and what's been arrived at there. It's the other elements around it that they're agitating for to get sorted out. Things like uh, match payments for you know, your very lower tier, lower paid guys being excluded from the cap. Things like a retired players fund and also the women's uh, issues. The women's area is a big issue as well. They're still waiting on any sort of clarity on what happens next with more teams coming in. They don't know what they're working towards in terms of 
uh, their workplace rules and that sort of thing. So that's the other area that keeps getting forgotten in this, but it is something the players' union is driving as well. That women sorting out the women's game is a big issue for them. Yeah, and the players have said that the salary cap announcement doesn't resolve any of the issues that they want to put on the table. Kurt Capewell said we didn't ask for a salary cap without a CBO. So that's the bigger picture. And I guess everyone, Dan, understands that. And this might seem small on the Richter scale of, of what players can do to upset the NRL. And they are pointing out, as you said, that they don't want to impact the fans. H- how does, however, what they're doing at the moment impact the game, impact the NRL, and possibly impact the fans in terms of the information that they can get from the, from the website, from the official website heading into the season and when the season gets started? Well, uh, there'll just be, there'll be a lot less information there, to be honest. So there'll no, be no headshots. content. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no headshots, yeah, which uh, I'm sure you know as well as I, mate. You're trying to identify um, someone new. Those are quite handy. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it, like I said, it is um, kind of the next step here, and it's we'll see how it plays out today in terms of an NRL response to it and where it goes forward because, it, frankly, it's a situation you can't have for too long at all. Uh, the NRL would know that and the players' unions are aware of that. So it is, you do expect something to progress at the negotiation table soon, but we've also been hoping for, we were hoping to have something sorted by Christmas. So yeah, it's a matter of getting something done and it should be number one priority at the moment. If the season launch comes around and they haven't sorted this out, how embarrassing is that going to look for the game if the players don't turn up? Oh, can you remember it ever happening in uh, mm. anywhere, any other sport? Yeah. Uh, mate, it was slightly before my time, but uh, I cast back to 2003 when the players boycotted the Dally Ends. And uh, obviously that conversation's come up before and it's certainly remembered because Craig Gower went without Dally and medal that year. So there is there are, there are further steps they can take uh, and you just hope it doesn't come to that. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a watch and see, this one. Uh, it, it seems like a bit of a storm in a key, uh, teacup, Dan. This is the thing. I'm trying to get my head around how significant this action is. At the moment, it's not, but I get the feeling that there might be more to come. And I always wonder if the players really want to have a crack at this, if they really want to take a stand, they're going to have to take some pretty drastic action. And I, I wonder what that is and what the impact of that will be. So we'll have to wait and see. While I've got you, a couple of other issues on the rugby league table. As we know, Stephen Crichton said to the Panthers, and this is going to be my final season, everybody seems to think it's a fait accompli. The Bulldogs are going to get the job done. What are you hearing? Uh, yeah, uh, very much out of, well, out of left field for Penrith and uh, I guess most of the rugby league world, assuming that... Uh, that those negotiations would continue a little bit because, uh, as as I understand it, uh, Penrith were gearing up to um, resume those talks with Stephen and put forward something um, pretty soon. And uh, as as the conversation went on Sunday night between him and Ivan Cleary, he said, uh, "Unfortunately, mate, my mind's made up. I'll be going elsewhere." And as I've written today in the Herald, and I, as you said, most are assuming it's the Bulldogs. His manager has denied the bull, that the that a deal is fully done there. But uh, one of the other clubs that were interested, the Dolphins, they've been told he won't leave Sydney. Uh, and so it does kind of marry up in terms of 
all the attractions are there in terms of, uh, you know, you've got Matt Burton, Viliami Kikau, Cameron Seraldo at Penrith, uh, sorry, at Canterbury. And you can see it fitting. You can see fullback being an option there and you can see it as a club on the rise in terms of who they've recruited and, yeah, how the first coach goes. For Stephen Crichton, it looks pretty attractive. And talking of recruiting, Sam Burgess has been doing a bit of bit of work for the Bunnies here, trying to get Dominic Young across the line. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So Dom, Dominic Young, uh, he, I, in my book, he was one of the most improved players of the season last year. And we saw him at the World Cup scoring tries for England, uh, albeit against you know some of the minnows of the game. But there's no doubt that uh, I think he's almost 200 centimetres tall, 107 kilos. He's, he's a force out wide, and he's also on a small contract at the moment, reflecting the fact that he was effectively in a rookie year last year. So South are leading the pursuit of several clubs there. Again, I've heard the Dolphins have had a look, but uh, yeah, the Rabbitohs have rolled out the big guns, big Sammy, uh, doing some recruitment work for Jason Demetrio up there on the Gold Coast and in Byron Bay, meeting with Dom Young, and... Uh, yeah, the Knights, if they're going to keep him, they're going to have to stump up because, yeah, Souths are coming in pretty hard with the three-year deal, I'm told. Yeah, not a bad strategy. Unleash Big uh, big Sam to get the deal done. Good on you, Dan. Thanks for your time this morning. Thanks very much, Matty. Anytime.